The data we tracked was showing Coinbase engagement was falling off a cliff. I don't think it's a coincidence that they needed to make some changes, like the announcement of layoffs. When you go from ranked number one in the App Store to not ranked at all in a period of six months, that's going to be tough to deal with. And it's not a macro issue, it's a product issue. Let me open up our data set. You know, uh, Cash App right now is ranked number eight uh, in the entire App Store, uh, right there with WhatsApp, Instagram. It's number one in the finance category still. If we continue to scroll down here, there's Coinbase uh, within the, the finance category. And, you know, just eyeballing it, it's, it's below progressive insurance. Uh, it's below some app I've never heard of called Bridget. Welcome to Inside Scoop with Sean Emery. Every week we are examining something new, bringing you closer to companies, sectors, and themes. This recording should not be construed as a substitute for personalized individual advice from Avery and Company or any guests on the show. This is for educational purposes only and not intended to make an offer or solicitation for any companies or securities mentioned. With that, let's get on with the episode. All right, this is Fundamental Fridays coming to you most Fridays. The emphasis is what happened fundamentally that week that matters. You can follow along on YouTube. You can follow along on Apple Music or Spotify. This is Inside Scoop. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. This week, I am audio only. It was a busy week, another busy one. Uh, we had everything from Cisco Live. We caught up with Spotify's Investor Day, which was actually a week old, but we also listened to uh, the Adobe earnings report as well with Oracle. I think there's important information to gather from those two reports. They're big, huge companies. You know, one is doing $40 billion in sales, the other one is the leader in digital uh, everything. Coinbase also did a 360 on hiring. I will show you why on that. We had some pretty good details and information that we were looking at that gave us a pause. Uh, I hope you got a chance to listen to our webcast a week ago. There we outlined our views on the state of global uncertainty. You know, we also put out a piece this week around real-time data that we track that suggests some of the key contributors to core CPI are already decelerating. Things like uh, cars, autos, uh, those have a two-month lag. Rental prices have a six-month lag. We're in month three of that. Um, and so there is clear evidence that we should see some form of uh, line of sight on the horizon. Um, you know, there's this constant fear as it relates to inflation and the Fed uh, around the fear of a recession. You know, however, if you, if you take the data and you look at it, since 1919, the average recession is less than 12 months. Even if you take something like the financial crisis, which I think is in the back of everyone's mind, that was a year and a half in terms of the, uh, the recession time period in terms of contraction. Net-net, if you actually take contraction versus expansion, going back in the history of time, the average expansion is roughly four and a half, five times that of a contraction. So while the thought of a contraction is somewhat worrisome to many, the evidence of that is not as worrisome as many should take it. You know, you take a period like the 1970s, it was actually less than the financial crisis in terms of a contraction. We, we showed the stats recently on the returns actually that markets had during the 1970s, they were actually positive. Today, what I wanted to do was first go over, again, Adobe and Oracle, what the fundamental implications may be of those two announcements. We saw the Coinbase data uh, that it suggested for us to stay clear and give you some evidence of that. I think it's important to understand how using uh, real-time data can help uh, influence decision-making. Snapchat launched Snapchat Plus, uh, our thoughts around that. And then lastly, you know, there was a hiring freeze at Redfin and what does that mean versus the peers who may not be uh, having hiring freezes, but quite the opposite. So let me start with how 
you should be thinking about these moments or how I think about these moments. I am Sean Emery, the Chief Investment Officer at Avery and Company. You know, every so often you get periods of real uncertainty. It happens more than we probably all want to admit, simply because I think most want us to kind of take the past periods and look past them. You can go back decades, and I think the list is rather large in terms of all the periods of uncertainty. Some have greater uh, implications than other. So you take something like the Greek uh, or Greece defaulting on their debt, some around uh, 2011 timeframe. Presidents have unfortunately been assassinated uh, throughout the time. We've had world wars uh, of meaningful magnitudes. We've had collapses of currencies and financial systems globally. COVID, where businesses were actually shut down. We had inflation. We have had deflation. There was Enron. And the list kind of continues. Uh, each time, however, I think it's the same, meaning the type of business you want to own should have very similar characteristics, companies that are well-positioned and aligned with the future. And that needs to be the case no matter what, in our opinion. You know, financial strength as well to kind of bridge the periods together. But even more importantly, I think it allows for these companies to invest and continue that investment. Uh, you want a management team that has dealt with chaos and an economic model that is durable, where it makes sense uh, during all periods. Uh, during these periods, I think, you know, the companies with the characteristics I just outlined further separate themselves from the pack. And it happens like this every single time. Companies without these characteristics, characteristics have essentially to pause uh, their investment into the future. And while those with strength continue, those without strength kind of pull back. You know, human capital or top talent during these periods is let go by many of those companies getting rid of employees, not by choice, uh, but by need. And those that are still hiring can bring those individuals uh, into their companies. And the companies with weak economic models are essentially left to possibly shut down. This removes competitors from the equation. You can then think about all the other ripple effects that that has on the leaders in the space. So you hear the compounding effects of how weak economic periods or even the perception that economic weakness is on the horizon can lead to gains for the strongest companies that are out there. To further hit on that point, I think, let me rattle off some companies that were created during periods of recession, and it's quite an astounding list. I'll start off with the biggest company essentially today, which is Apple. Then you have Microsoft, General Electric, Disney, Sony, IBM, HP, Allstate, Fisher Price, Krispy Kremes, uh, which went public here recently, Dairy Queen, Burger King, McDonald's. The list is large. I even tweeted it out. Um, and there's not enough characters, uh, thanks to Twitter, uh, to list all the companies that were created during recessions. Um, you know, again, and, and it, it just alludes to how some of the companies that are best positioned for the future with economic models that are robust uh, can actually lean in to those situations to further expand their business. Um, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is don't underestimate the power of intellectual uh, capital shifting hands. Lastly, kind of that's kind of my little uh, uh, conversation around how one should be thinking during these periods of times from a fundamental perspective. Last week, we also had a conversation with Luke Hurd around virtual and augmented reality. So go check that out. Today, let's focus on the three main topics uh, or even four, uh, depending on how much time I have here. Coinbase, hiring, freeze, and firing. So we actually work in a building where Coinbase is there and they came over not that long ago and it seems to be that they're exiting. Um, so we had kind of semi-real-time um, understanding of, of some of this. But what was suggesting to us that this could happen or something was wrong? We posted a chart recently around uh, App Store rankings and we compared it to a com uh, quasi-competitor uh, in terms of a wallet that has kind of financial instruments inside. So think of Cash App from Block. And we compared the app rankings of you know, a Coinbase 
and specifically focusing on Coinbase is what was their app rankings? In October, it was the number one app in the app store for a brief period of time. And then over the last six, 12 months, essentially what you've seen is it drop out of the top apps um, in the app store, essentially not ranked um, in the main uh, app categories. And you know, app rankings are a function of engagement and downloads. And ultimately what that means is engagement or downloads or both were starting to subside, which is a big red flag for uh, those looking at a product that is supposed to be the kind of bank or uh, w- digital wallet for many of these digital assets. So I think, you know, it's not a surprise that you saw at least a freeze. This doesn't mean it's a bad company. It just means maybe their perception of the future, they got a little bit ahead of themselves. So I think that's more the big takeaway here. I, I guess in the, the coming years, we'll, we'll really realize what this moment means for them. Um, but up to that point, they were doing a great job and potentially uh, a little bit over their skis. Oracle and Adobe, let's talk about those uh, two companies in general. Uh, They reported this week. I think it's an interesting week to report because there was a lot of macro information. From a fundamental side, what did we get? We got Oracle, who has $40 billion in annual sales as a global company, is arguably one of the more important tech companies in the world, even though it's it's old in terms of how long it's been around. Uh, They grew at their highest pace this past quarter that they've seen in over uh, three years. And that is a pretty strong sign for tech spend, specifically for infrastructure tech spend. Uh, They also, if you listen to the earnings call or read anything about it, I don't even think there was a mention of any economic macro weakness uh, out there from their point of view. You also had Adobe who reported a strong number, held their annual uh, reoccurring revenue number for the full year. It was funny that one of the analysts on the call basically said, hey, Adobe, your stock is down significantly like everything else. Why didn't you just uh, pull down your numbers just for the sake of it? Because the market's giving you that opportunity. And the reply from management was simply that, you know, we are guiding to what we see. And so they held their number, very little to no reference of any macro weakness at all. They said their guidance does imply uh, some conservatism and that still holds um, the guidance that they they provide before. Uh, So again, here you have two really important companies uh, that suggest that they're not seeing anything yet uh, on the on the horizon and demand for their products remain incredibly robust. Number three, let's talk about Redfin. So Redfin paused hiring. You go to their website on the career page, there's nothing there. Um, and that is a complete uh, opposite of what's happening at Zillow and Open Door. You know, there's um, the, the, the battle of these companies and it goes back to the original conversation around the strong gets stronger. And not to say that Redfin isn't a, a good company and, and I do appreciate the management team there uh, and how candid they are about their business. Um, but you are seeing Zillow and Open Door continue to invest in talent. Um, Zillow specifically has been very active on LinkedIn in promoting uh, their job openings and careers. And they have $3.6 billion of cash and very little debt now. So they're in a really strong position to uh, lean into this situation and try to continue to take market share. We put a chart out on web traffic. Um, and it basically just showed that you know Trulia, which is a, a Zillow product, and StreetEasy, which just saw three months in a row of, of record app downloads, uh, and uh, the Zillow website seeing 200 million uh, users uh, ping the page, um, you know, they're continuing to take uh, at least uh, uh, web traffic share, which is an important uh, long-term driver of these businesses, clearly. Um, one of their uh, employees, the chief design officer who comes from, you know, a career at companies like Nike, uh, very uh, well-known. And she just basically uh, made a post a couple of days ago around, you know, during periods like this, things may be choppy, uh, companies making layoffs. This is the third time that uh, if we did enter a recession, that this would be her third time. So again, you have a leader that has been through it. And 
basically highlighting how they're investing and will continue to invest in their big projects and trying to create a solid long-term foundation for the future, investing in those projects today and increasing that velocity of that. Um, and, and then obviously just promoting, you know, we have amazing design team that, that is looking to continue to hire aggressively. Um, so again, you have these two companies or three companies, if you include open door, uh, two that are continuing to hire the other one, not strategically. Um, it's, I think an important, uh, 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 idea around kind of what I was alluding to before in terms of potentially taking share. The next one is Snapchat plus I'll be quick. You know, Snapchat plus gives you access to exclusive experimental and pre-release features such as the ability to pin the conversation with your best friend, the access to custom Snapchat icons, and a special badge. You know, my first thought here is this doesn't seem very interesting. Um, what does it mean? I think, you know, ultimately, it sounds like they're trying to drive more engagement with their profiles. And in Snapchat, it's, it's less about the profile, in my opinion. And uh, I think most would agree. There's little to no interaction with your, your profile, you know, and Differing from like something like Instagram, you know, there's an established profile, you have a link, you have a bio, you know, there's some, there's a, a function and utility to a profile specifically in, in uh, whether it's, you know, LinkedIn's and Snapchat's and I mean, uh, and Instagram's and Facebook's and Snapchat doesn't have that. Um, so some people are comparing, you know, the uh, uh, add your, your uh, best friend uh, or pin your best friend's conversation similar to something like MySpace had in terms of having like your top 10. Uh, some of you may not remember that uh, given your age. Um, but I do think, again, uh, this doesn't seem very interesting. Uh, I know they're, they're trying to create initiatives for a paid product and we'll see, uh, but I'm not that confident that that's going to lead to anything meaningful. Um, so that's really it. I think that is most of the news we got this week on the fundamental side. Um, you know, leaders likely going to take more and more share from some of the companies pausing, hiring, um, Snapchat with its Snapchat plus Adobe and Oracle. I think their earnings reports should send a message. We talked about Salesforce a couple of weeks back on, on uh, Fundamental Fridays as well. Um, so I do think uh, th there's important uh, separation that's happening uh, in the world, in the economy, in different industries, where some things are one, reoccurring business models, two, where the demand for things like digital uh, are much more important uh, to continue to invest in as opposed to pull away from. Um, and because again, these companies that are buying these products also have competitors as well. So you have to be thinking about, you know, how do we position our business for the future? And that means investing in your technology infrastructure like Oracle or investing in your uh, digital capabilities like Adobe, in your sales capability like Salesforce. Uh, we saw Zoom again. We talked about that a couple of weeks back where enterprise is growing 33%. So that's really it. Uh, Fundamental Fridays, it's the series uh, that comes to you most Fridays, typically in video and audio format. Uh, this week, uh, audio only. Uh, we have guests on the show again. Check out last week with um, Luke Hurd on Meta and uh, VR, AR, the future of it. And that is it. Uh, we focus on what happened fundamentally that week that matters. With that, we'll see you next time.